84. Three. 84. I think so. I'll check. I think it's 84, episode 84. Post-Christmas, um, the post-Christmas bash. We've been watching tons of movies is what we've been doing. Yeah, it was, well, it was terribly cold, so there was reason to be inside. Right, there was heinous tragedies. I thought we could skip past that element, but there was heinous tragedies, but we watched a lot of movies. Um, let's jump into those real quick. We watched Meet Me in the Bathroom, the documentary. That was the most effective. That, that, that was... That was very interesting. We watched, if, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, if you grew up in, in our era, it's just like a, about the music scene in like 1999 through, I guess, I don't know, like five or 99, like ended. four or five. Yeah. Um, and it deeply affected us. I'm taking these fucking headphones off. This is bugging me. I think it's because you have the, uh, it's because I'm wearing a, your famous hat on. It's because I'm wearing a silly hat because I got to keep these videos varied. We have to get different vibes going on. So you're going to be in control of if there's a, audio issues. Um, I'll be the, the slap king. But we watched Meet Me in the Bathroom. It reminded me of like uh, how much I spent my life on music and how much it didn't pan out. And uh, it was interesting, depressing watch, but a good watch. I, I rewatched it with Ben. And then Ben threw on everything, everywhere, all at once. And I was like, in my mind, I'm going, what are you doing? This is going to make us both cry. <laughs> and I was hiding that I was crying from Ben. Because uh, that movie was so that you were taken from a from a very like nostalgic place from the documentary to very Dude, like whirlwind emotional place emotionally devastating yeah. place. <laughs> but um, I also watched that movie with BJ on his birthday, and the same thing. I was like, "What? I mean, it's amazing. I want everyone to watch it." But it was it's a movie that makes me cry. So I'm like, I can't watch this with people. It's it's and it's yet too, you and you also you don't rewatch things too often. I'll, oh, that's another problem is I don't like to rewatch anything because I have. But this you weird you have seen a handful of times. I have an incredible memory. No, I don't have a great. I don't know if I have a good memory, but I just I have a hard time rewatching any movie. That's why I love Jurassic Park because it didn't do that to me. I could rewatch it a million times, and I did. Because you forget what happens. Because I, I forget about what <laughs> happens. No, I think I don't know. It was just like the perfect movie that I didn't. I don't know. I just could rewatch it over and over again. I'm dumb as a brick, so I forget. If I didn't love it, I kind of, I kind of like erased it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I wish my brain would do that, but I still remember like Lost in Space, the movie. I remember it all. Gary Oldman. I remember it all. It turns into a spider. I mean, that's that's not the whole movie, but I mean, if you could delete that room in your mind, Joey's you? and Friends. A metal helmet clinks over his face. I did. I did love the William old, Hurt. I remember a lot about Lost in Space, the movie. <laughs> I did love the old Lost in Space, uh, the old TV black show? and white show. Really? Yeah. It was scary as hell sometimes. I, what was that on? Nick at Night. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, being on. yeah, something like that. I remember like knowing about it from like cultural, like everything. Probably The Simpsons. Like I learned whatever a, a phrase. What's the robot say? Danger. Danger. Will, Will Robinson. Robinson. Danger. Will Robinson. Um, Yet nobody knows that robot's name, I'm sure. Um, another movie we just watched last night while passing out was Black Adam. Ooh. And it was bad. And we were both hardcore falling asleep on two different couches trying to watch this. Not too late at night, but late enough. And it was... it was Anytime you kind of like nodded off and then woke up, whatever you saw was like so disorienting. It's very stylized and it's, uh, we're just talking about this outside. It's, it's almost like Avatar. It's like it's all CG. All movies, all these superhero movies are kind of all like that. They all have this weird waxy, shiny. Everything is altered, even if it didn't have to be. They just changed the tint of that wall for no reason. They yeah. just did it. But and I hate all that shit anyway. So this movie was not going to impress me no matter it's what. A, a photoshopped world it, entirely. This was bad though. It was like one of the, what they're doing is like they're making up a culture and a, and a history and a thing so that it can be vague enough that it offends no one and it doesn't step on anyone's toes culturally. 
but it, the vagueness of it makes it hilariously vague. Like there's no, there's no, I, I have no idea what's going on or who these people are in this land called Xantham or wherever they are. It's unspecifically offensive. Yeah, it's and it and they're making movies like this obviously to sell in international markets. It's designed to apply to everyone. It's the most noted kind of idea, and by that I mean like studio noted. Like it's the most altered idea because it has to hit these demos and stuff. So it's it's for no one. They can also do whatever they want because nobody is familiar with anything having to do with Black Adam. I'm right. Sure. Not that yeah. I know of. Like, and The Rock is just being The Rock. Of course, we couldn't have asked him to do. And we're just saying it's also he's almost reverse Arnold because he has a full just bro American accent, and everyone else in the movie is from his home place from five thousand years ago, and they all have accents, but he talks like me. Yeah, and he's it also, make sense. not to get too much in the movie, but he's been like hibernating for thousands of years or something, and he speaks far more, he speaks American Contemporary English, and everyone English. else has like first or second generation accents. Yeah, like someone says, my, my husband, he goes, I'm so sorry. I don't know if that's what they said in 5000 BC in Kanduthia or wherever you're saying you're from. They said, I'm so sorry in Current, like, yeah, were you guys sarcastic back then the way The Rock is sarcastic? Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing is they're trying to pump jokes in. Basically, the, Thor already did what they're trying to do, which is what if we? What if it's kind of funny? And it's like, it's not kind of funny. It's nothing. It's kind of a Thor of color. And I feel disgusting even talking about it because I don't, because I hate it, actually. I hate it and I ban it. I ban it. I ban speaking of Black Adam from yeah, this we can, show Yeah, we can end the, uh, the Black Adam takedown. It's down. banned. Here's another movie that might get banned. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but I just saw this shit. Um... It's what would what some would call a homemade movie, and it stars one of the guys from the Dukes of Hazard. So get ready. What is your problem with the flag? That's not my flag. That's your flag. Too many lies have been told to my people under the shadow of that flag. I want you to take it down. He's also the dad in uh, that WB Superman. Just, just watch this for why not take the new trail? Because I like the old trail. It's my road too, Arnie. I know, but there are other roads. Come on. I got a shotgun. worth <laughs> <laughs> losing your job over, Maggie. Not to me. Fourth of July is over. Take your flag down, old man. It's always Fourth of July at my house. <laughs> and the water runs. Told you what would happen. If you haven't picked up on it yet, it is a Republican movie. I yeah, we're gonna move. about don't touch my flag. We're kind of so dumbstruck that we're probably gonna have to. Speed through some of this. So damn worried about losing their jobs and so little worried about losing their freedom. Next time I'll cut a donut in your damn living room. <laughs> Touch my flag again. Okay, that voice. Here's the thing is I found this trailer and I heard that guy's voice and I go, okay, this is not a movie, obviously. This is so low budget. But his voice, I'm going, he's talking like an actor would. And I go, he's not just a local guy that speaks like that. And no, then I, he was Duke's faster. He was, the, yeah, uh, he was reverse looked Superman's at him, go, dad. Oh, he's from a real TV show and now he's just one of those loser men who like either either he's republican now because he can't get hired or vice versa it's one of the you know it's who knows which one it is he's making things on a very uh cory feldman level yeah it seems like this movie and there's this trailer it looks like it's is, shot on a handy cam it looks like it's like it's to describe it to yeah describe it for for our, our listeners the movie itself is literally it looks like a tim and eric thing where most of it is green screened like they're not actually in the places that they're it's just like an office they've green screened them into and stuff it's it's so low budget that it looks like a comedy or it's like poorly shot and poorly mic'd scenes on like the brightest day outside yeah it's it's truly bad and um it's about get out it's about it's about don't take my flags away from me yeah and it's sincere like it looks like a great comedy thing but it is a sincere thing um i looked into him a little more his name is john schneider 
And uh, I found this little interview where he talks about that he plays country music also. So it's a real privilege to welcome John Schneider. We're going to talk about your new movie to die for in just a second, but you recently also released your latest album Southern ways as well. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that album and what inspired you to record it. Well, I'm a, uh, I'm a, a recovering Yankee, right? I'm from uh, Mount Kisco, New York, which is a rural part of New York, but uh, my wife still says I'm a Yankee. Nevertheless, I say recovering. I say I'm a recovering Yankee so I can sell country albums. You fucking shill. What kind of... He's... And though I sound like Brian Williams and I come from yeah. upstate New York, I'm a, I'm in recovery as a Yankee, as it were. <laughs> as for me, I'm a Southern man. I just speak like this for no reason in any absolute terms. I just I speak like a regular Southern man. So, okay, I've mentioned, I've mentioned now loser. twice that already that he's played Superman's father. He's now trying to, uh, the listeners won't hear that or see him rather, but he's trying to come off like he's Superman's father in real life mm-hmm. is kind of the angle he's going for. His hair is kind of quaffed in a way that is kind of like the man of steel. He does have rather blonde hair though. I bet John Schneider just misses the old days. And oh, of course, and, <laughs> and he misses the old days in personal terms and, and in, in cultural terms. Yes, yes, exactly. That's what I mean. Like he, he, he truly <laughs> does miss when he was a famous TV star, and women weren't allowed to speak up about things. He misses the old days. Back then, you could smoke a cigarette in a restaurant like a grown-up, and if you hit a woman, she'd know she'd done wrong. He misses the old days. It's so interesting to see, um, to see that even celebrities could become bad people. I, I would it's lo- shocking. Who would you love to see <clears throat> go down this Become path? a Republican or become like this kind of like harsh, harsh. I would love to see Mario Lopez do this. If he started going, yeah, hard in the paint about. Yeah. He goes, the, he's pro-life or whatever. He's, well, I'm trying to think of any issue that would split someone. Well, he could what are have, the issues of he, the day? We could look up the news. He, Maybe could, have, a funny he could have segment. thoughts about the election that most people don't have or some people don't have. He's doing too good to, to give up his career for that kind of shit. Yeah, he's got it all. Um, but this guy has all day to remember the good old days. He's got all day to, to be in these homemade movies. It truly looks like, here's what's fucking crazy. Um, it looks, guys, check it out. It's, the movie's called To Die For. If you go on YouTube and look up To Die For, John Schneider, see this trailer. It's, it's, it truly looks and is just like Tim Heidecker's fake show, Decker, where it's all green screen, all about patriotism and being, I'm a badass lone wolf guy. And this is real, though. This is what's crazy. And sometimes he has like later, a knit. It's absolutely real. And, re- and people will watch this. Some people will watch this and think this is cool. That's what's crazy is what Decker was the most, and I loved Decker, but it's like it was, it was trying to be the lowest level of what if someone made something this bad. And now it's truly happening. It's like the Mr. Show effect where things that were joked about actually just come true. It's just a real, real life reality. We did try to blow up the moon or whatever. There's like an ongoing list of Mr. Show sketches that have come true. Well, just in general. Or been proven to be true. Give people enough time and like, what if someone did this stupid thing will kind of come to pass in one way or another. It's bound to happen. Great summary. Okay, well. Way to I, reduce my point to nothing. No, I was, I was exactly agreeing. We talked about this the other night too. The, uh, the, the concept, speaking of like movies getting noted to death and altered and stuff, is just the concept of that all the money spent on, on these movies for the key demos, which is like teens. For us in high school, move, going to movies was not about looking at the movie. It was about a social thing, going to be around girls or guys or whoever you're trying to be around. Totally. Um, 
And it's so funny to think about how much time and effort went into movies or going to movies constantly. And, and where they get their money from is not from people who care. It's truly not. It's parents that fall asleep during it. For, it's a kid movie while they're having to sit through goofy movie and passing out. Or it's a kid who doesn't really want to watch this movie, just wants to talk to some girl. Think about how much music we've played to audiences that did not give a shit. Right. Same as, yeah, music. Everyone is going places for social things. It's not really as much for, for the actual thing. Yeah, in fact, all those people Otherwise, you are, just sit home and listen to the CD. If you're playing a show, all those people are separately having a party that you're not attending, really. Yeah. Well, may I suggest that we tiptoe over to this other tab, uh, the Jax tab. The Jax tab. Do you know Jax? I told you about this You're the one this been... song was in my head. Okay, for... so this... So I wondered if this was I had like a, I had like a couple days where I had no headphones. <laughs> and so right okay. before I went into no headphone land, this song was playing at a bodega. And I'd heard it once or twice before. But th- So this was like listen number three or so when I was like, oh, I know it. You've complained about this song before and I, and I hadn't heard it, I guess, or I didn't know which it was. Ooh, the other upsetting. day I'd heard it enough times that it clicked in my brain and I go, this annoys the fuck out of me. It, Look it up, and then I was like, oh, that has to be the song Will was talking about. Yeah, totally. But let's see, yeah, we'll play a little bit of it just Ooh. for us to get reacquainted. I think, I think I'm stronger now, and I'm past it. Okay, well, let's just say this. Uh, the spirit and concept of this is, of course, good. It's supposed to be empowering. But, sure. But anytime this happens, where an artist puts out a song that's pointing out that things are Photoshopped and that's bullshit, if you look up that artist, you'll find that they are also a beautiful person who has photos where they're looking hot as fucking and that makes other people feel bad. According to fucking you, Jax. And I think she's from like American Idol, which is even weirder. They're like, don't let this person lead us anywhere. Don't let someone from American Idol lead our consciousness. That is not happening, guys. Not after Kelly. Kelly left us. <laughs> Kelly left us. She dropped the music and became a TV show host. Never again. But um, so this this obviously bugs me. But it, it, it's not because you know what I'm saying. It is a good message. But I just go. But this song was written by a dude. Just like her lyrics are Victoria's Secret was made up by a dude. Which which team of people were? wrote down this cool woman empowerment song for you to sell to little girls. She may have an entire A&R team of females. Who knows? But I doubt it. I bet I, it's yeah. the normal people. It's just, it's, it's just, yeah. you're in an industry of evil and you're selling that this is, this is bullshit and I'm, and I'm the truth. And it's like, you're not. You're, it's the same exact shit. And it's also, even if this, because I was like, I'll look this up because maybe this person, if they don't look the way I'm expecting them to look, then, then, it's, then I can't lean in on this idea. And so, but they, but it's still. Well, once again, we're back to looks with you. So, so we're back to the look. So, so no, if, let me finish this. Let me finish this. <laughs> um, no, I might have lost it, but she, I did lose it. We smoked. I lost it. If she had looked, if she had looked a certain way. Yeah. Oh no. What I was going to what I was gonna say is that it's it's regardless of if regardless of of that this is maybe a good message of empowerment. It's still sending, it's still selling bummer message. It's still selling the world's fuck. It's still tricking your key demo, which is 13-year-olds. You're still selling shit to kids. You shouldn't do this. That's evil. I'm a Christian, and that's evil. Well, here's what's, here's what's uh, a not-so-great impact of this perhaps well-intentioned song. This is going to make a lot of young people run their mouths and act like they know how the world that's works. That's what I mean. Like, and that's annoying and they're not even teenagers yet really. It's kids on something and it's like you should not I've said this a long, for a while about 
the, the the concept of 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 just do if you're making music for anyone that's under 15 it can only be about equality it can be about like nothing yeah. else it can't be about or anything. just make it about food make it about something <laughs> yeah. that has nothing to do with anything like it's it's for fucking kids like don't you're still making kids think about body issues by doing this like it's i get that it's better than saying be hot but it's like you're still making them think that the people value you know what i mean just putting these ideas in the kid's head I say sing about carrots until you're 16. <laughs> After you're 16, it's different. But it's, it's similar to, to just all of Hollywood, all of movie shit where you go like, when did we start saying that kids should be looking up to these people as idols? That's crazy. It used to be that like, don't look up to them. They're the exception. They are lucky fuckers who get to, to go on yachts and get their dicks sucked all the time. But at some point we started going, my kid has to have someone to look up to in Hollywood. You know, what are you talking about? This is a, sh- a shitty, shitty place. I don't know. I think I bet most parents would say I'm anti-representation. <laughs> most well, no, I'm not really, but I'm just saying. I think that's the point is, you're making. But it 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 it, <laughs> it does ride right on that line. But I'm not anti-representation. I'm anti-saying that uh, that that is who should raise my kids is Chris Pratt or whoever. It's like, what are you talking about? These are people that you don't know, just like sports. These are people you don't fucking know. They should not be leading the moral parade. I'm saying this. I'm looking at myself. I'm wearing this bear hat. (laughs) Getting revved up about some social point. And I look dumb. But anyways, what else is going on in the world? Well, I just don't think people are. I don't think people are are wanting kids to look up to actors and sports I think they absolutely are. I think they are because they're on TV. Right. And that used to be considered shallow as fuck. But now it's considered. That's who's going to raise you. I guess the reality is that the kids won because we were once kids and we just rallied for MTV and these things. The kids got got what they wanted. The kids won, and then like yeah, exactly. Now the kids every time are in I control. see a kid now, they have everything they <laughs> the want. The kids got what it's they crazy. want. It's crazy. Kids won. Damn. It's like every kid is a rich kid. Every kid is a fucking rich punk. <laughs> Compared now. to what? Yeah, I've said I've said this many times before, but like I used to play with and save sticks. You guys are walking around to... with as much stuff as I had throughout middle school, or way more than. Like I used to find a <laughs> stick, and that was what I had for a while. That was my toy. That was that my was, stick. That was my stick. That was my the, good stick. If you find a piece of metal or some kind of bolt or something like that's your that's your thing that you have. I think I remember having having st- like having sticks that me and a friend would return to. Yeah, yeah. I had totally. like a piece of a coconut you'd borrow. I'm like, can I? I want to get that back though can't relate to that one (laughs) (laughs) it's a any rare item a glass bottle whatever it is stuff that is literally trash worse are toys and now kids are going hey dad my uporn link doesn't work can i get my gift card again can i get my uporn gift card dad Dad? (laughs) yeah when i was a kid sometimes this sounds like so this sounds grumpy old man for sure but when i was a kid sometimes i would play with a a creek and that was what I played with. Where it was just like, yeah, let's go in the creek. Yeah, go in the creek, or just go out of the house for ten hours. Yeah, just go into the trees. Right. I definitely remember thinking that I had run away multiple times and coming back home before they anyone knew I was gone because you'd be gone for so long. You'd like change your mind and go like, I guess I'm over this. Especially if you go if you go in the woods in the afternoon or at nightfall for half an hour, that feels like three. Hours. You 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 <laughs> yeah. You report to your friends that you spent the night in the woods. Is what happens? You're like, I I fell asleep, spent the whole night in the woods. I was out there all night, and I got home, and then I had dinner later. <laughs> parents didn't even look for me. I definitely remember when I ran away from home. I think I've talked about some of the cast, but when I ran away from home when I was a kid, I thought it would be celebrated if I came back after a year of survival in the woods. Yeah, that was I thought the point, I thought it would right? be treated like yes. And I, that is a tell tale sign of um, if you had somehow deeply sheltered if you had children, somehow I pulled that off. I know you only got as far as Target, but 
Yeah, I got I got six hours or maybe less than that. If you had somehow pulled that off and lived for a year and come back, <laughs> that would be the most like devastating moment of your family's life to like. They would have mourned my loss. They would be over, not over me, but they would have like, yes. It they would, would vomit probably. It, like, it, would, it would destroy it would be, the psyche of yeah. many children that were witnessing it, the, the kid, younger kids that believed I was dead. It would not be cool at all. Yeah, I, it's an insane, uh, insanely moronic choice that I made as a child. But hey, I only have my parents to blame. Right? That's what we do nowadays. Speaking of old men. Okay, what else is going on? I've been watching a lot of the, the, uh, the show where I watched... A lot of I watched all two seasons of the two Corys, the Corey Feldman, yep. Corey Haim show. In 1987, teen actors Corey Haim and Corey Feldman appeared in a vampire movie that catapulted them to fame, fortune, and a string of roles that made the two Corys a household name. Unfortunately, fame was fleeting, and the Corys left the public eye with bad headlines and bad habits. Twenty years later, here's Corey Feldman. He's married. He's a working actor. He's a neat freak. Here is Corey Haim. He's single. He's unemployed. He's a slob. Anyone out there that doesn't remember, they had a, they had a VH1 reality show bringing these two child stars back together. And the whole setup of the show is that Corey Feldman is rich and cool, and Corey Haim is a booger-eating loser. And they would literally play clown music every time they'd show Corey Haim. And let me just say, they did not treat that man with respect before he died. They didn't. I would say it's partially believable and partially very manufactured, because Corey Haim, R.I.P., was kind of a booger-eating loser. Well, by season two, he's literally back on heavy drugs, and he's, like, sweating and tweaking. So it's like, yeah, it was truly wrong of them so to they keep filming. In other words, that's pretty pretty accurate. You can't shoot that. They can try as, hard, as they might, but, like, you're not going to shoot him or capture him in a way that doesn't look like he's fucked up. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a bad, evil thing, but I watched it. But the yang to that was... Uh, was Corey Feldman being the hotshot Hollywood figure, which was very manufactured. Yes. That's why it's fun to watch now, because you go like, oh, this is part of why he thinks he's good, is because he's had things like this that propped up the idea that you're doing better than Corey Haim, and therefore you're not a loser. But in reality, you're doing better than a guy who's addicted to heroin. That's your o- that's the only step better you have than him, and that's not saying that's nothing. That's all. That's being a regular human who's not addicted to heroin. Well, not only does having a, a, a sidekick who's buried deeply in a recurring heroin habit not only does that make you look good by comparison but also it makes everyone around you probably think that you're an awesome guy well i just remember the whole time i was going okay, it, it, but like it, it's it, it probably he seems like a piece of shit for for right he's just utilizing his he's keeping someone around him to look worse than him but after i mean watching this i was kind of destroyed for Corey Haim because i was like Unfortunately, you are stuck on heroin, and this guy is kind of smiling above you. And it's like it's so not fair that that Corey Feldman got to look better than you because Corey Haim was a way better. I'd rather this guy. I'd rather Corey Haim's rob me over and over again for heroin money than I would support him more. Is what I'm saying than Feldman because Feldman is ultimately such a sack of shit. It's unbelievable. And and the reason I'm saying that also, if there's no context for people out there, is Corey Feldman would throw Corey Haim under the bus constantly and after he died, talk about his, Corey Haim's sexual assault and, and say stuff that who knows what's real, what's not real, but either way, constantly throw him under the bus. I'll drop some cues right here of his audiobook. It was clear to me, even then, on the first day that we met, that something had been done to him. No, man, I'm not gay, okay? This is just what guys do. 
It's totally normal. Why, why don't we just do it? Why don't we just touch each other or something? Why don't we just mess around, man? I mean, like, we're both right here. Look at my dick, dude. It's like rock hard right now. Allowed himself to be sodomized. But, um, so Feldman's just a piece of shit. He's a bad man, and I'm so glad he has not died like Aaron Carter did, because I need to watch these bad men. I got to keep my eye on them. And we've been on the, we've been on the Feldman trail for, for many, many years. Yeah. I was trying to remember what, how we even got really into him. I'm not sure how it came Six about. or seven years, probably. Heavy-duty Feldman years. Yeah. We have well, like a- yeah, Corey's Angels. Yeah, there's a, there's a whole saga. I mean, there's so much to it. But, but he had like his fake Hugh Hefner girls that he would pay to be around him. Then that became the band. Speaking of Victoria's Secret, Corey's Angels. Corey's Angels, Victoria's Secret, yeah. And then by the time it got onto like the Today Show and doing all that stuff, then when the public was making fun of him, it was kind of like when an indie band gets too big and you're yeah. like, God damn it. He was my thing. I don't want everyone. I want to be the one to bring you the Corey news is the reality. Yeah. And also if everyone thinks that they're discovering something or if everyone is discovering something in a more widespread way, that means there's more shit for me to sort through if I'm looking for new footage or something. Mm-hmm. It means there's just more, more people talking. That's about true. That. Yeah, there's more available 9/11 footage, as they say. Um, as they say. That's the only benefit of us having having like almost no listeners is that everything is punching up. No one can say that we're mocking someone who's doing worse off than us because we are doing as bad as you can do. Well, I wouldn't suggest that. To uh, I can make fun of anyone. To healthy. Semi-healthy. White. Housed. Males. In New York City. That that, have a podcast. podcast Are not like the lowest rung. Nope, this is the low. I mean, here's the thing. Many people would argue that we are the lowest rung. White guys with a podcast. In terms of respect, Yes, white guys with a podcast is the lowest rung. Um. There's some show Ben was watching where it's some guy that just pranks other podcasts, like alt-right kind of annoying guy podcasts. And just seeing, uh, Ben was watching the other day, and just seeing like little clips of it, seeing like how many billions of podcasts there are, um, I go like, oh yeah, that's, that's part of probably what, yeah, the, the market is a little saturated. It's a little bit saturated. It's, uh, it's a lot of bits, actually. It's saturated. just like, yeah, it's comedy, it's everything. It's like there's too many people trying to do that. I miss, the, I do miss the old days when people didn't think that they were good enough to do art. Yeah, that was pretty good. Now everyone is too confident. They go, I'm funny. Well, guess what? There's no room for me to be funny now. You know what? Even, even when it was, even like a couple years ago before TikTok, TikTok kind of kind of did it because even before oh, TikTok, yeah. people weren't like performing on social media. Right. TikTok changed. TikTok it turned it into did. a talent show. Yeah. And there's no turning back. These two different crucial parts of America that, that altered everything was like when Kesha came out, that altered everything. And then when TikTok came out, I mean, I mean for the bad, obviously, like, it changed things in a way where someone opened the gate and said, guess what, you can do this. And then we go, oh no, that's the new norm. Is a girl going, I'm going to talk like this and make you money. And then that's just normal. And then TikTok opens and now it's normal to just be a piece of shit. Jersey Shore contributed, I think, too. It did, but th- but those are but those are my, th- those are windows into the reality. Kesha opened the door and said no one had no one was doing that before Kesha. Jersey Shore was the first thing to me that was not you can be on TV for no reason, but that was for the first show where you shit. can yeah, yeah. you can 
you can behave like livestock, crash into stuff and throw up and break stuff and scream whatever you want and be famous for that. Yeah. In, but like that a, stuff, in much more of a train wreck kind of way. But that stuff was going on in reality. They weren't the first people to do it and then everyone copies. It's, it's like how people say when Trump got elected, it was like a, like the dimension broke or something or something altered in the time-space continuum. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think, about it's that one. I think the only reason Trump got it, I think it's actually Kesha at the start. When Kesha comes out, that change that 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 takes everything from guess what, nothing has to be genuine anymore. I think the first one. And that's was not personal actually, to Kesha. I mean, she's not a bad person, I suppose. But Jordan Knight's "Give It to You," I think, was the first one that shook the that shook the foundations of the universe. Mine, <laughs> <laughs> of the dancing universe. That's where I first learned to dance, and then after that, music changed. Okay, speaking of music, let's listen to this song and then let's get out of here. Oh, wow. And that's funny. I, I, I just pulled up Offspring on the screen, but that's actually not what we're going to listen to. We're going to listen to... That was a huge trick. <laughs> we're going to listen to this. It's a, it's a little incubus covering Big Pun and Joe. Don't stop, get it, get it. We listened to this on Christmas night also. Right. Because um, I don't remember exactly why, but it just came up and we started listening to this. And, and Oh, I, I think it just randomly came up and no one no one played it on Christmas night. I mean deliberately. I, I no, I mean I played it, but I don't know what the what caused it, but um, the main point though is like I like this. I think it's good. What's the difference between this and uh, Linkin Park with Jay-Z? D- uh, just different players, different sounds. What I mean is I like the drum sounds in this, and I like the tempo. I like the the ghost snare. That It's very Louis Cole. Yeah, it's yeah. Very Louis Cole. Um, I can't stand by Big Pun's lyrics, but... Um, I think you and Big Pun are all about the same kind of stuff. Yeah. When he says, I rip my cock through that coochie... Well, it's my words exactly. But here's an interesting thing. This is kind of a good wrap up because the way Brandon Boyd sings, <laughs> the way Brandon Boyd sings with this, uh, sometimes on the old Incubus albums, he would do a voice and he would talk like this, kind of like a magical man. Um, that was a 90s choice. It was days. a weird thing. And in this song, he does it for a second. Let's find it. I feel like the scratch. I mean, look, the scratching is always disruptive, kind of by nature, but uh, feels like it's really getting in the way. Yep, it was a big thing at the time, and that DJ got smart and learned to play keys. Gotta survive. Okay, I think it's coming. I'm just waiting for this one part when he does this voice. This mix is also crazy. Yeah, it's a down- it's a bad download. I assume. Or just me even like... Here we go. Little brown hairs everywhere. You nasty brown. I don't care. Brown hair. I don't care. He would speak in this way, which sounds ironically just like my good old buddy, John. He talks kind of like John <laughs> Schneider. If you like Incubus and you like John Schneider... <laughs> so guys, if you like Incubus and if you like John Schneider, if you're a patriot, check out To Die For... Amazing movie. Um, this is also maybe it's old news. Maybe it's two from two months ago. Maybe everyone's already made fun of this. So you're hearing me once again find something that's old. But guess what? It's new to me, and I love it. New to us is new to you. 
episode 84. Are, Are we, we sure it's 84? Yeah, I'm positive. Mm, yes, I'm sure. All right, 84 in the books. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.